Yeah, I mean, yeah. she tweeted at like four o'clock. Oh, oh, school is on. Don't leave the house until you make sure your kid has left. And uh, have awesome day in Bulgaria. This is at the Nexus, episode one eleven. Warrant as in reason on Friday, January twenty fourth, two thousand fourteen. And now there's a sock fest to the south. This episode of At the Nexus is hosted by Ryan Rampershead with co-host Matthew Fetcher. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Really? Yeah, big week. Nah, pretty big. That big, huh? Yeah. I I hear this is your uh, week back from the U. Week back from the U. Well, you you were on Uish break and. Uh, you're back. This is your first week of the new semester? Yes, it is the first week of the new semester. Congratulations. Very, very exciting week. You know, the week began with um, not having a class on Monday because of Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a problem with this weird tendency to not have Mondays. So we don't have Monday uh, in fall and we don't have Monday in spring semesters ever for the first week. Well, that's um, a trend. Yeah, it is a trend, but it's annoying because if you had a discussion or a lab... That means if you had a, one of those on a Monday, you'd just be behind the whole semester by everybody else. But you still get billed the same. Yeah. You, know, you pay for it by the semester. Yes. So. Right. But but the the problem is that if you were in one of those unlucky sections on a Monday, you, you're behind. So you don't pick those sections, do you? You don't get a choice. That they're either on Monday or they're oh, not. Oh, so it's deliberate. Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I have four classes. They're very exciting. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, good to hear. Any of them more notable than the others? Um, well, Internet Programming is, guess what, about? PHP. Yeah, PHP, JavaScript, HTML. Uh, you know, all those things I write in frequently and regularly with quite ease. Uh, did you know that the professor basically said, if you already know this stuff, you don't have to come? Are you going to go? Probably not every day. Mm. Well, those could be the Murray days. Well, actually, those are gone now. Yes, those um, are gone now. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be able to do that anyway. Um, I uh, have a. Um, this is also my first semester taking a five thousand level course. So it's fifty one hundred three. It's operating systems. I took intro to operating systems last semester. Operating systems is about something. I have no idea what yet. So we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, and then what else do I have? I have four eleven, which is some crap about the theory of computation. I don't really want to know. You tell me. And also, I have another one about. Intro to networking. I think I showed you the syllabus for that. Yes, and I uh, looked it over, and it seemed pretty well thought out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the professor is actually pretty decent, um, so hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear all that. Mm-hmm. So um, this week I uh, found a way to uh, break my phone. Now, are you telling me that we were out playing Ingress uh, on, on Sunday because of Ian Buck and Decker's yeah, so show. Their show ended. And then we went up to our local Hamlin University and played Ingress for a little while. Yes, and I used your Chinese charger, which I blame for the entire thing. Anchor is an American company in every direction. Where is it made? Somewhere. In China. On Earth. China's part of this Earth, whether I like it or not. Fine. Um, regardless, um, my phone ran on the battery. And I was, so the, the device powered off, and I started charging it in my pocket with uh, your device. Mm-hmm. I tried to boot it while still plugged in to that device, and it unleashed a download mode with not an Android, but a weird, almost McAfee-style logo. And it looked virused heavily. Like, and we, we thought the, for sure the phone was malwared and virused up and down in every like direction. Double Stuxnet plus some target breach. Yeah. Just mixed in there. 
and turns out it was somewhat legit. And also, none of my charging cables ever worked again. Again, so I had to jack your Nokia one. So let's let's explain. So, like, um, so then after that day, the download mode thing went away after you recharged it. But then you know, oh, it ended a factory reset, right? Ended a factory reset, which I appreciate because your phone is annoying. With your stupid lock screen thing. Oh, I, I encrypted my f- phone, so you had to enter the pin every time. It's horrible. Um, and so uh, you eventually got it to charge again, but then suddenly you noticed one morning that it wasn't charging. I plugged it in at night, and then I wake up, and I'm on my way to work, like, oh, my phone's dead. Why? Mm-hmm. Oh, battery error. So then you tried all your things, and I, I sent you some links to some, you know, different I boot tried, modes. I tried. I did another factory reset. So I used a lot of data this month. Right. Because... uh. I had a lot it of apps. happens, but that's fine. I have yeah. unlimited theoretically. In theory, and who cares if your app downloads are throttled to yeah. one megabit a year? Um, so then, uh, in in desperation, you came down here, and you know we decided to tinker with it. Um, and but before that, I did I did run out of battery, and so I decided to put in my spare one. Your new spare. Battery. Yeah. So as soon as I acquired the phone from you for the low, low, low price of your awesome, and gave it to me. Mm. Um. I, I got a case of some screen protectors, which I just ripped off. I and noticed. a uh, battery. So yes. the battery came at half charge, so that gave me some stuff. That was pretty good. But as I was cutting the battery out of the phone, I got it to arc, and it just smelled like a dentist office. Like, it was all weird. And the battery was, a, like, you know how there are little rectangles? Mm-hmm. looked kind of like a sphere when I was done pulling it out because it was glued on. And they're not... They're not, they don't have a hard casing, like, uh, you know, those alkaline batteries and yep. other things. Like, you know how they're hard and they're, right. like, so this one was squishy. You really gotta bite down with it on your teeth to put a dent in it. Right. Don't do that. You might get stuff in your face. Like, and then, like, you, you get, like, the Novocaine that is actually acid and you're dead. Theoretically, I don't know. I've never done this. Regardless, there's, there's soft, squishy batteries and you start cutting into them. They start arcing and they smell like a dentist. Well, so then, uh, I was just, you brought it down here. I was just tinkering. I plugged in various chargers I had here in the studio. And then I said, okay, I give up. And I looked, I turned around into my windowsill and I picked up the charger that was Nokia branded. And Matt asked me, where'd you get that? And of course I say, eh, somebody left it at the table at the U. And so, of course, when somebody leaves a charger at the U, what do you do with it? You take it. Or when somebody has an HDMI cable plugged into the wall. It didn't. It wasn't tied Both down. ends weren't plugged in. <laughs> it wasn't. Only one end. No, neither end. So the Nokia charger worked. Yeah. And um, since then, it's been charging fine. But that is the... I've, I've tried... Other chargers. So I'm guessing... So I sprayed a bunch of contact cleaner and other things in the um, female end of the charger. Mm-hmm. And still no difference. So I'm guessing your Chinese crap bent some pins or something i don't know yeah but then and it why does it... some american nokia uh to but, fix but nokia is not american yeah you see where the issues yeah lie uh-huh in china so i don't uh i don't know what that's about but we'll so we'll no see. it was very weird week very bizarre yeah um what do you know about um so when you, when you replaced your battery, was that like a hard thing? Because as we all know, the Nexus 4 does not have a user serviceable oh, battery. Oh, yes, it does. Um, it, it turns out that it is actually very user serviceable. All you need is a T5 Torx screwdriver. Oh, I think you just said the word screwdriver, which means it's not for a user to deal with. Yes. Um, having the tools ahead of time is something most users don't have. You are an experienced novice. I'll take that with kindness. 
mind. Um, yes, being an ex- experienced novice I was, it was very, very easy to replace the thing. It was the only annoying thing and hard thing to say about this was it was glued and the batteries are soft. Like mm-hmm. just the prying it out with that much adhesive is very sticky. Yeah, I mean, they always say when you read those I Fix It reviews, what are the problems with taking this device that's apart? Why you don't it's take the apart glue, Kindle fires. Yeah, or because iPads they they or... back if there's air instead of making it smaller, backfill it with glue. Yeah, you know how it is. What do you need screws for? Glue's good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they don't want you to. Now, on the same token, this is also why you don't put things that have a lot of glue in them underneath a heater, so like a laptop or an iPad or anything. Well, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, anytime. Um, so that, that was, that was interesting. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. So are you going to get ready to do some news? Yeah, I think we could do some news, but you know, where, where can you find the news if you wanted to find it? Well, so if we haven't lost you already, um, you can go to the nexus.tv slash ATN one, 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 one show. Wow. How many shows is that? One hundredth and eleventh first. But does that mean that this is actually one twelve? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Right. You see, we use the American way of counting. <laughs> the American way. You start at one. Oh, okay. Well. Bailey uses the deluxe edition. Which the deluxe edition. <laughs> yes. So it adds one more. No, 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 no. Actually, it does, but it does it in the negative sense by you start at zero. He'll explain it at the start of any one of his shows. <laughs> Indeed. So let's uh, let's begin with the news, and th- this week's news begins with the T-Mobile. Ooh. The T-Mobile doesn't just want to be your carrier, it actually wants to be your bank. I would like that. Now, you've stated in the past that the Anvil is your bank, but this is the T-Mobile. Always is. And so here's what they're doing. They're introducing Mobile Money. It's a program that they're now going to offer, and it is a free money management service, so they say. It's available to anyone who has a T-Mobile phone number and probably means anybody with a T-Mobile account. So what you do is you have to go into a T-Mobile store and you say, hi, big week. You deposit some money initially into your account and then you'll get a prepaid visa temporarily and then they'll mail you the true and usual debit card with your name and stuff on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'll have access to 40,000 or 42,000 ATMs throughout the U.S. You'll have online banking. You can use it online. You know, it's all the protections that you'd usually expect. It just works like a regular debit card in that sense. What do you think of that? So I think it's kind of cool um, that T-Mobile thinks that somebody is going to try this. Uh there's not uh, a lot of reason to use this if you already have a bank with a debit card already. But for a lot of people who don't have a lot of good credit... Uh, you shop at a big box realtor, you've already had six debit cards. Right, exactly. Um, or credit cards. So I'm a cashier, and all the time... So when we rent textbooks, they ha- the textbook has to be good until the end of the last day of the semester. And lots of people's cards expire between that. And so you know what they do? They pull out four more. Pick right, one. exactly. Pick one. In the American Express, it'll chase Sapphire, which are incredibly heavy. Di- Those cards different. are heavy, and the striker is different. And if, it didn't, if I didn't guess Visa, I wouldn't know how to ring it up because they're like, oh, we're not going to put any labeling on it. Oh, they it. really don't? Oh. Do, do, you, do you actually have to input which um, company is the card? Yeah, you have to put the tender code in But first. why doesn't it know? Because um, well, certain they, numbers only have certain leading characters. Yeah, so like, you know how visas have uh, the three digits on the back. American Express has four on the back. But or four the, on the front. But like, that doesn't even matter. Like the leading number of person's credit card number or debit card number but it, um, defines which carrier it's provided by. But that's not always true. It is always true. Except for when it's not. But it is always true. 
Um, we always have to put the thing in first okay. and then decide. Just wondering. There's a reason why it's that way. Yeah, because the system wasn't smart enough to do it 10 years ago. Mm, it needs to know ahead of time. Okay, I don't know. I don't know anything about... Uh... Point of sale. Yeah. And neither does Target. No, Target does not. Yeah. But do you know who knows how to advertise in this holiday quarter that we just passed? Oh, let's see. Is it uh, somebody who makes a game console? Yes, it is. It is the one and only great Microsoft, which um, surprisingly had a great quarter. Surprisingly. Um, well, I wasn't expecting it because, like, you know... Windows 8. Windows 8. Um, but no, they actually had a great year, or uh, a great quarter, I mean. They had a revenue of $24.5 billion. It's pretty good. Billion dollars. Mm-hmm. It's a billion dollars you can take to the anvil. Um, 3.9 million of that was, uh, all from Xbox units. Xbox One, One. units. Well, I mean, you can't expect a 360 to still make money. No, actually, you can. More even. Yeah, actually. <laughs> um, and this is the thing that, you know, almost gave me um, an Alzheimer's issue. Uh, 18% of Bing growth, like yeah. Uh, yeah. over the last quarter. Right. In one quarter, Bing grew in popularity 18% now, and in revenue generation. Now, keep in mind that 18% of like nothing, $200 is a lot, but comparatively pointless. And so now the biggest shock factor, they also made $893 million in surface sales. That's insane. I mean... First, there was a write-off. Now, there's this thing. So, I was reading about somebody's breakdown of these numbers. And so, that that Surface number is, of course, very interesting because, as you remember, the Surface department lost $900 million due to a write-off in inventory. Well... That was a while ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. So, this quarter we just... We make fun of it. The, indeed. This, this quarter just barely made up for that quarter. Yeah, and so, revenue is after all the bills are paid and stuff. Right. So, I mean, when you lose money, you can do things to make it less bad yeah but they were still terrible well so one of the breakdowns in this was that how much per sale was this and so if people are estimating right now about a hundred or 580 dollars on average per sale um for surfaces hmm. so i don't know how that works like so it's a surface like uh on average 500 and then with the touch cover it's 150 extra so warranty plans okay yeah things. that makes sense though. i mean some people go for those. I don't know why. Uh, Apple people like it. And but I don't know. I've noticed that everywhere starting to go to these warranty crafts. I don't. I don't think it's. I fatty. go to Staples. I buy a chair. Hey, fatty, want a warranty? I'm like, <laughs> I got take a warranty. my chances. Every chair in this studio is insured. You know, I have a problem with that. But like I did it because I knew you would be sitting in it. I have never done anything to this chair yet. You've tipped everything else in this room over. I expected you'd tip the chair over. Okay, I blame the the microphone stands. Not being attached to the ceiling as the way they tipped over. You can blame it on whatever you want, but that doesn't make it. Don't right. worry, don't worry. I'm continuing the blame game. Okay, well, let's 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 change the blame game to Sprint instead. Oh, do you remember when we talked about Sprint doing something with Virgin Mobile and Boost, like they were going to merge them together and rebrand them? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know anything about that. Do you remember also at the same time we talked about Nextel and how they wanted to reemerge that into a business? entity again yeah some more walkie talkies yeah some more walkie talkies but not really because that would be the bane of earth well turns out the president of sprint's enterprise solutions department matt carter has said he's never heard about this in any internal discussion that's kind of funny actually yes so either he's lying or it's not actually going to happen and so one of the things that um he went on to say in the same article here is that we don't really want to do anything with our business department yet 
or our enterprise department yet because Sprint Spark is going to be the future of, you know, high scale business enterprise stuff. And do you remember what Sprint Spark was? No. It is their tri-band service. It, it fuses three different um, bandwidths of LTE That's to, to make quite it the fusion. Yeah, so it makes it really fast. Uh, and so this is what they're going to um, market in the future, and they don't want to do that until it's rolled out. No, oh, makes sense. Makes sense. Wow, something from Sprint making sense? Unheard of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, a leaked copy of Windows 8.1 uh, update one is uh, surfacing around. What has it? Well, as you can expect, there's more reason to use the metro side of your operating system i don't believe you well you have metro already you might as well like use it so like you know your little taskbar where you can pin things to yes well you can pin store apps there now okay and when when you bring it up you can actually like close them and do other things you can manage things better just like you can manage any other window so you're telling me that metro apps on the desktop will now Appear. It's spilling into huh. your usable space. Wow, that makes sense. I like this degree of hiding, but it, it seems it's, it's not invasive. Like if, so no. if you don't use Metro, you don't see a thing. But so, if you use Metro, you can use it a little better. So on desktops, one of the problems that a lot of people had with Metro was that when you had an app in Metro open, and unless you knew about the Windows key shortcut, you wouldn't know how to necessarily well, get out of the app. You go to the upper left corner and hover there for a second. In a Metro app? Yeah. To do what? What do you get? It brings you back to the desktop. Yeah, but how would you know? Intuitive? It's not. I don't remember that. So, so here's here's Metro. Here's my favorite clock app. It's literally yeah, called Clock. Go up to the upper left. Yeah, click. Yeah, so that's great, but yeah. but that, that didn't close the app. It's still here. What if I don't want this app anymore? And so, furthermore, everybody in Windows has been trained to go to this corner to close an app. Where's the X? Where's the button? And so one of the things they're going to introduce in Update 1, allegedly, is a new close button to not necessarily exit, but appear to exit and return to the Metro start screen. Yeah, the only time I've ever used the Metro app was when uh, the PDF thing opened by default. Yeah, that's a that's a travesty, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Windows Update uh, 1, you know, that, that Update 1 thing, it we thought it was going to come out of build, and that was going to be in April, but it turns out it might actually come sooner. Do you know when? When? Sooner than April, March 11th. That's actually soon. That's a, just, that's a month earlier than when build was, Yeah, I was just know, about to think. And, and that's not too far along. So whatever these changes we're seeing now, these are probably what's going to actually ship because there's not a whole lot of time for them to do it. And apparently this coincides with the usual Patch Tuesday, and that, I guess, would be a good time to push this update out. Yeah, break them all before build, and then build promise to fix them. But but it's also weird to me that uh, usually with with Windows updates, you don't get feature packs in line with other updates. You know, usually Microsoft has you intervene to add features to your system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 8 to 8.1, it asks you naggingly every restart, do you want to please, please, pretty please upgrade to Windows Mm 8.1? Yeah. So that is kind of an oddity there. Yeah. So you know how every week we've been talking about the NSA scandal in some form or another? Yep, every week. Well, this week is no different. So Microsoft's been telling their customers who are outside of the U.S., hey, NSA won't hose you as badly if you store your data in a data center not located here. So we're safe, we're secure. We don't actually use the U.S. 
So well, what 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 is their what is their idea? What are they going to do? Well, so they're going to give customers the option to store their data in a data center not located in the U.S., which I think is funny. only so they give them the if pick. you're not in the U.S. Well, if you're in the U.S., you're screwed, right? Unless you're a U.S. citizen, then you're protected under the FISA course, and then you don't have to worry about anything else. Right. It's only the outsiders in the U.S. that are uh, legally being spied upon. You know, that's unless what they, were saying. they uh, say that you're not actually an American. No, no, no. no. This, this metadata stuff, that, that protects us. Does, we huh? are fine. Like, right now, there's no domestic spying at all. Like, really? Are you sure about that? Well, they said the guy said so. The guy? The, the, the guy in charge. He's oh. in charge. He knows what's happening. Well, according to our good friend and comrade, Edward Snowden, he says no. So this oh. week he hosted a Twitter-based Q&A, so kind of like a Reddit AMA, but without the Reddit. And so you could tweet him your questions, and he would put them up on his – he would put up answers on his blog, I guess. And uh, it's a pretty interesting thing to read. And one of the things he says in it is that, you know, not all spying is bad. It's just the problem that we're having is this mass indiscriminate surveillance kind of spying. That that's kind of terrible. Um, he says, I think a person should be able to dial a phone number, make a purchase, send an SMS, write an email, or visit a website without having to think about what's going to look like on their permanent record. So, you know, um, he says that the problem isn't that they're spying on people. It's the problem that they're spying on people. And by people, he means everyone. And they're keeping that information for an, a, an extraordinarily long period of time with no warrant to do so. And that's just terrible. I don't mean warrant as in a legal document. I mean warrant as in reason. That it only made it slightly worse. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Hey, do you know our H- our friends at HP? I do know some of them. Well, they know you, and they know what you want. I think because... Meg Whitman is our friend. Yes, and he knows all about <laughs> popular demand. Not a he. Turns out. Turns out. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Meg because... Whitman, the CEO of HP. Okay. Who? The CEO of HP, Meg Whitman. Can't be a girl. I mean, only Yahoo is stupid enough to do that. But it's not. I disagree. Okay, go mm-hmm. along. Do we need to submit her to a gender test? You can if so you I can go find a to. hammer. Well, okay. Either way, backed by popular demand, HP is going to be doing a marketing blitz targeting the world with Windows 7 devices. Because that's what people want. That's what people are going to get. So uh this this um Monday morning I got an email saying back by popular demand Windows 7 even Ingress, and Ingress. Is <laughs> Yes and it's actually true I I have to say that 7 could be the next XP So basically what they're doing is they're they have their regular Windows 8.1 computers they're just offering an option on their website now that um you know not an option necessarily but a section of the website that same computers just with Windows 7 instead that's all that's different. You know, it's, yeah. Oh, they're also giving you a $150 dif- discount on most of those Windows 7 computers. Well. You know, I would pay $150 less to get Windows 7 than pay $150 more to get Windows 8. You know. Like, they could make their Windows make the... 8 popular. They could make those Windows 8 computers more popular by making those cheaper. Windows 7 is a good operating system still. So, I don't think Microsoft is selling OEMs copies of Windows 7 anymore. So, how are they doing this? Good question. Okay, good question. Good question. Do you think they just had enough of these laying around in order to do it? Do you know it? how much they must have shelled out at the beginning then? Oh, well, once Vista was a nightmare for them, I'm sure they realized that Windows 7 is, is clearly better, and they must have just bought so many. But don't they know how many keys have been sold and then not licensed or not activated? HP on... probably doesn't. Microsoft almost certainly does. Yeah, so they should know that this is probably 
could happen. And oh, happen. I don't think Microsoft cares. Well, Microsoft is pleased when anybody has the ability to use Windows, then to buy Office, and then maybe someday upgrade to Windows something or another. Yeah, Windows 9. Like I said, something build. or another. Yeah, Windows, yeah. Windows 9 at build. Exactly. So, speaking of HP, it's not like they're just making laptops and desktops anymore. They're also working on cell phones and tablets with their legendary operating system, WebOS. Oh, wait, what am I talking about? It's not two years ago anymore. They got rid of that for $99. No, instead, they sold all of WebOS, all of the Palm patents, to guess who? Who? Qualcomm, the makers of our legendary Snapdragon. We love them. We do. Please sponsor us now. 104, uh, 114. 1,400 patents in total were sold off. Uh, 400 of those are U.S.-centric patents, and the other 1,000 are somehow patents that work in other countries. I don't know anything about patents and laws, but uh, mm. apparently that's what they're doing. The price right now is undisclosed. So how much are you thinking? How much is Palm worth to you? About $500 million. I honestly have no idea. I can't even give you a number. It's got to be less than a billion. Oh, yeah, I, I agree, definitely. Now, what do you think Qualcomm will do with these? What, what interest does Qualcomm have in using Palm stuff? So Palm doesn't just include WebOS in that sense. It also includes things like the, the early... Patent troll or they, Patent Defender. I, I think it might be um, Patent Defender in, in many cases. Because a lot of companies have been doing that. Um, so the question here you ask is, um, Meg Whitman has said and continues to say that they will be doing mobile devices in the future. So does this preclude them from using WebOS in the future? Is that the question you ask? Could be. Well, if that is the question, they say no, this will not stop us because they have licensed the patents that they just sold from Qualcomm. I'm not following you, but uh, I paying, think something terrible is happening here. They're paying here. Qualcomm, the people they just bought, sold to. I don't know. It's too complicated, but don't worry about it. Yeah, I kind of had a little aneurysm. Um, so what Qualcomm says about this acquisition is that it will enable the company to offer even more value to future and current licensees. means nothing. Yeah, that's uh, so true. Was that my fault? I don't know, but I'll fix no, it. No, I was on mute. so I, I, I fixed it. Okay. Uh, I must have a Google Plus open some here, and I'm sure there's this guy trying to play Guild Yeah, Wars. I guess he's unpacked from Japan and uh, wants to play Guild Wars, and yeah. he thinks we're done with the show. I don't know what time zone he's in, because he certainly doesn't know how the show he's works. He's in Jap time. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Hey, what did talk about Toshiba? Totally. That is a Japanese company, isn't it? I have no idea, actually. It is, isn't it? I don't know. Tobiba. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah, yeah, it's just Japanese. Okay. Uh, it's a Japanese corporation. Either way, in their little time zone, which is totally real, um, they just bought OCZ. Which, now, uh, you told me OCZ was failing quite a while ago. And last I checked, they were had the highest failure rates in SSDs, um, were shortest-lived, weren't actually anywhere near as fast as Intel SSDs, and were just all around slower, more unreliable, but they were sixty dollars compared to that. That's always a nice one hundred and fifty to two hundred. Like I mean, they're they're half the price of right. um, Kingston and everyone else's. Crucial and yeah. Uh, does Corsair even do drives? I don't know. I haven't seen a Corsair. I, I have no idea. So Toshiba has finalized the purchase of OCZ. What else? Well, to, you know, if you're going to do that and you're going to have Toshiba's ultimate backing, you might as well launch a new line of products, which are. Uh, Vertex SSDs. 
So they're they're so they've always had the Vertex lines. So they're launching a new Vertex lines, faster, better, blah blah blah. The Vertex four sixties, better yes. than the three sixty. Yes, by a hundred. By a hundred, and you know, you know, um, even if you're on the same circle, you just loop around. Now, so instead of um purchasing all of OCZ, um, OCZ worked on more than just solid state components. Uh, they worked on power supplies and other weird things. So apparently, uh, Toshiba only bought the portion of the company that worked on solid state drives. They didn't buy the power supply portion because what's the point? There isn't. Exactly. So it, it's, I'm glad they were purchased. Now, do we know how much they, um, nope. sold out for? We don't. Do we want to know? Like, it can't be that much. Well. Now, I've got a really important question. More or less than the Palm patent sell-off? I'm guessing more. Even though that they were in debt. I'm and, thinking less. Well, so they were in a f- huge uh, financial hole. So I, I don't even know if they had a net value. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know either. But, but let's, thinking about financial hole, let, let's talk about AMD. I think they're skirting around the hole and not actually because fall if into you it. were reading this week's, uh, you know, uh, what do you call those earnings calls? You would say, ah, AMD did really well because you know they got those PS4s and Xbox Ones. They have their APUs in them. They must be doing great. They got, you know, we just saw that uh, AMD made, you know, ten thousand or ten million unit sales of those processors alone in the first quarter. So that's pretty good, right? Well, it turns out AMD's being sued. Really? Yes. They're being sued over misleading Lano APU statements. Now, do you remember Lano? Nope. It was the first generation of APUs that they were offering, you know, back on FM1. That was uh, a while ago. That was a long time ago, I think 2011, 2012. Yeah. And investors at the time say that they were misled by AMD's overestimation on how well these APUs would be in demand in the market. And well, it's impossible to guess. I mean, no, you can guess. Like if you're Intel, for example, and you release a new product, it's going to be purchased heavily. Uh, if you're AMD, on the other hand, and you make some APUs and then they have half a billion less transistors and aren't nearly as fast as you said they would be, and then the market doesn't buy any for their OEM manufacturing process, well, it turns out... It did sell some. There, some. You, can, you can get products with these. Oh, yeah, now you can. You can get quite a few products with these, and often they're still not better than the Intel counterpart. But they're cheaper. They're cheaper by far. Mm-hmm. But is that really worth it? Yes, it is. Not, a, a really. lot of people are thinking they are. But they're not. They would be gone already if that was if that was true. No, I mean, I don't think so at all. I, I just think that being cheap has nothing to do with it. I think they were just uh, two... Uh, decent products at a cheap price. I don't think they're decent. What what are they then? They're great? Yes, they're great at a low price. They they are. Um, it's so, just at a slightly higher price, Intel's slightly better. So we've been talking about building this new computer um, in the studio in a while. And so I sent you to the, a link to this... Uh, um, 8350? Yes. Yes, Hexacore or something. Um, CPU Benchmarks has named that the best value on the market. I know, but so for... On the top pages, like, it's all Intel for, like, as far as the eye can see, plus a little further. Yeah. Um, now, now putting that into perspective, though, the i5 that I want to buy, which is less than a mid-tier part, competes with it effortlessly. Which is fine. Yeah, I know, but it's $40 cheaper. Disagreeing. I'm just saying that, you know, the top of the line AMD products can't even match up yeah, to a midline i5. I hope this lawsuit gets, or. I don't know. Just, I, I don't, I have no idea about what the shareholders were told in detail. But if, if it's true that, uh, AMD really did mislead them, not, not consciously, but maybe, um, you know, 
accidentally, then then they still have to do something about it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something that needs immediate action. Definitely. Last week, internet gone. Happened. Did that happen? Gone. What happened? Recap. Recap. Gone. Yes. There's no That's internet. It. There, there's, it's, it's over. You're not listening to this right now. You can't be. I but enter. if you are, there's a good chance you're also Netflix, because uh, here in America, Netflix is popular. Yes. And the next uh, Netflix spokesperson said this week that if ISPs try to throttle their customers for and make them pay for using Netflix, because Netflix is you know, very... Uh, important. It's important, and... It makes a huge percent of internet traffic yeah, here. Yeah, so in like it's it's and on a Friday night, huge. it's it's almost what was it thirty percent? Yeah, it, I mean it's it makes a lot. And so if you're going to throttle something, you throttle Netflix. Yes, and they say that if somebody's going to go after their customers, they'll protest for you. So what they, vigorously? <laughs> so what they said is that if if ISP is trying to make their customers pay or make Netflix pay for their customers, you know, like that AT and T sponsored data thing. If that happens, Netflix will vigorously protest and encourage our members to demand an open internet that they are paying their ISPs to deliver. And I only hope that is true. Uh, so, um, you know, after reading about this, there's been some concern that, um, that for example, if this happened, um, you know, even though this is true, what if Hulu, for example, was the one who gets throttled? Then Netflix doesn't get throttled then, right? Well, Hulu, as you might know, has been looking for a buyer for many years. They have no money. So then what can Hulu do? Not worried about it. Hulu's too great. But, 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 but that doesn't matter. So in a way that this is the problem with net neutrality and that this shouldn't be a problem. And because it is, that means that it's a problem. It is. It's a truly a sad thing. Truly? Fortunately. Well, why don't we um, talk about something that isn't a problem, and that's about Amazon. Uh, I, I think that... Amazon's a problem now? Could be. What have you been doing Me? to make Amazon a problem? Well, I just wanted to start delivering pizza. Well... Before I, I get hungry. Well, okay. Well, your your dreams are getting closer to reality. Oh. And... <laughs> My reality, yes? <laughs> and dreams? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, about those. Have you ever wanted a product and then put it back and and then not bought it? Well, you see, I am known for my impulsiveness and my stupidity. And so one thing I always do is so this week I bought a, eight different products on Amazon that each of them have been sitting in my cart for over a month. Like um if I put something in my cart, I'll delete it in about a week. Like um I'm always always adding things to my cart. I'll go home Find this QI charger, gone. Like, just put it in the cart, go back tomorrow. Do I really want to spend $30 to have a working phone? No. Somebody might call me. Do I really want to spend this kind of money on that? No. I might learn something. Do I really want to buy some books about how to reload shells? Yes. And then I come back a week later? Still, yes, want to make bullets. And see, take things in and out of your cart all the time. Your priorities are very skewed, but I understand. So I actually do this all the time. So as you mentioned, we were, we've been shopping for parts. And quite often, just to remember which parts I've looked at, I put them in my cart. And I love the save for later option. Exactly. Because uh, what does it do then? It just puts it on the lower part of the page. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't actually total. Right. Because you can just sit by now. Right. So it, it's really nice. Now, what, I have a cooler in there what right Amazon now. has done this week is they've revealed a certain patent that they've acquired. I believe it was written a few years ago, like in 2009. So it only took five years for the uh, patent office to get around to this. But here's what it does. Based on your habits of 
Amazon shopping, such as putting things in your cart, not putting things in your cart, what you view when you view it, you know, all the data that they can amass on you, they will prepare and ship your package to a regional distribution center before you order it to improve shipping times. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, this is what the patent says. Now, in scale, would this work? Right now, it probably wouldn't because there probably aren't enough distribution centers in all major areas of the country. So That's you, changing every day. You know, that's changing over time. I wouldn't say every day. Over time is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine in a world when there's just one federal tax and, well, in a world. I mean, what, it, imagine in a United States where there's just one federal tax for sales tax and that they don't have to deal with all the state individual taxing. Um, imagine when they have distribution centers in every state or at least in every major metropolitan area or nearby. Um, in that kind of a future, this could be very powerful. But on the other hand, don't you think they already probably do this to some degree that they already order or place, you know, the top 100 products strategically around the U.S. so that when somebody orders it, it can just go? You know, like all those Chromebooks, like that's the number one computer that sells. Don't you think that every distribution center probably already has 50 on hand just to be ready to be sold? Probably. Yeah, because that that already makes sense. Like if we already know what the most popular products are, we can already do that to some degree. But this just gets closer to you and your buying preferences. Oh, I wonder how it's going to work out. Well, like I said, I don't think it's possible yet, but in the future it probably will work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings us to our final final piece of news and it happens today today is the 30th anniversary of the mac yes it is now do you know who made the mac mm, wozniak uh yes but also known as steve this guy wozniak? named steve this guy named steve wozniak yes um but i'm thinking about the other steve steve oh, the, that, the marketer the marketer the one that who gets credit yes yes yes, yes, yes. yes. and uh this uh this this mac video is is, is amusing because uh i don't think steve is mentioned anywhere in the video but uh, we we can all hear him being involved. The Verge has another video that is also really interesting to see uh, because it shows off all, uh, various Macs throughout history, uh, which is not something that you and I see often. We have an Amiga here. We don't have any old Macs. No, we don't. No. Um, and I loved, like, that one time I got to go to the SBBS building. It was so cool because yeah. they had a you rainbow. Tell me about it. Of the old, like, you know, the, 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 the colored, colored ones? Yeah, yep. the candy colored mm-hmm. or whatever they were. Yep. And that was just fun to look at. So when when was the first time you used a Mac? I was in kindergarten, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they had this weird software called like Pixar Kids or or Pix, uh, Pix, ki- kid, kid, kid 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 Pix. Yes, and you'd like make the background a color, and then you'd make it explode, and uh, with the yes. dynamite tool. Yes, I I, I I used to play that so much. I I also played with that. I also had a Windows version, which is interesting. I I never had a Windows version, and then um. And and then in third grade they made me play with this turtle crap like pen down like it was a, a basic scripting thing. I, I refuse to do that. Well, yeah. The first time I used a Mac was actually first grade because in kindergarten we weren't allowed to use the new computers. Wow. Yeah. So, um, in in my school we had two. It was one room, but they had those fake divider walls that you see in school sometimes. Oh. Um, and. Like, the divider walls were so cheap that they were just anchored on the ground and not on the ceiling, so you could see over them. I mean... In your kindergarten age, you could see over well, the wall. Well, I could, but you could see the ceiling on the other side of the okay. wall. Uh, but anyway... I was about to say, worthless <laughs> wall. Must be an SPPS purchase. You know how it is. Well, so anyway, uh, the uh, computers that the kindergartners got to use were the, like, black 
screen computers. I don't know what they were. But, oh, I had color right away. But they were just they were just the black screen computers. Then you'd move the little characters around and do the little math games. It was like a DOS kind of style. Like yeah. it it was a not a Windows computer, but it was probably a Mac of some sort, and it was horrible. And I remember they were you know over time accumulating you know around thirty regular white Macs or whatever the colors they were doing at the time. Uh, around the room on the other side of the wall, but we just weren't allowed to use them. Hmm. Uh, and so then in first grade, uh, I think we got to use those. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, and so originally we had those candy-colored Macs, as you mentioned, and then over time we upgraded to the, the white CRT styles, and then I, th- I don't think we ever had um, flat panels when we were there. Well, good news for you. Today in this age, they still use them at Central. Yeah, I know. Those white flat panels are horrible. <sighs> still around. And still not kicking. So uh, also on the Apple website, so in addition to the video that we'll play here in a second, um, they have the first Mac page. And so what you can do is you can um, put, so on the page when you get to it, it has a little box that you fill in, like, tell us about your first Mac. So what you do is you click on it, you get to use this nice timeline thing, pick the Mac that you used. Like, keep in mind, there are Macs between 1984 and 2014. That's 30 years worth of Macs. There's hundreds of variations here. And so you can just scroll around to the timeline, pick which one you've used, um, and then uh, you can hit continue. You enter the country you used it in. I used mine in the USA. You can uh, then put in what you used your Mac for, so like music, That's actually programming, really cool. photography. I would love to see the uh, end results of this. Um, so you, so you can just pick a couple of things, and then you can hit add your Mac. And I totally just lied. <laughs> um, and so then you can see what people have used recently. You can see what people have done w- with it right now. And I think what they'll eventually do is do a geographic distribution of where Macs have been used in the world. I mean, that's that's actually something really cool. I wish like uh, like Packer Bell could do something like now, that. Now, so that that brings me to my conclusion for this story, and that is, before I play the video anyway. What other company other than Microsoft could say, here is our legacy for 30 years in this market? Oh, that's easy. Who? IBM. Can consumers identify with that in any direction? Negative 10. I can. You're not a consumer. What am I? Weird. I was hoping for an oddity, but uh, I could go with weird. Okay, well, speaking of IBM, it's not in the show notes. They sold off the hardware division or something this week. It's crazy. Oh, they they did that like a year ago, and then it finally fell through. Yeah, to Lenovo, of all people. Well... So they started doing that, like they sold like their entire mobile unit. Maybe now, right. like, um, I mean, this is apparently their fourth old. quarter was really bad for hardware wise. Yeah, their other their enterprise is fine. Is the booming? Is the booming? Huh? Yeah, and yeah. as soon as people burn Oracle to the ground, they'll be doing better. Oh, I can't wait! Like that's one of the companies that needs to go. Like, why are we so? Why do we hate Oracle so much? Their sales representative scoffed at my Nexus Labs being small. Yes, well, anyway, so um, yeah, here, let me play the uh, Mac video, and uh, please enjoy your three minutes of your first Mac. In 1984, computing was just leaving the refrigerator, gigantic room era. This Macintosh thing came out. I brought a Macintosh to MIT. All my upperclassmen are coming by and saying, what is that? Like, it's got pictures on it. The Mac was reimagining what a computer could be. There was a smiley face. There was a sense of humor somehow built. Like like this partner came in, you could go and play with. 
somehow it's so transparent to an experience that it just enlivens you. I never thought that I would have a career as a musician. I wanted to do everything myself, and the only way that was possible was with Mac. Imagine how powerful it was for the kids. All of a sudden, they were discovering things by themselves. It erases the classroom walls. They could tell there was a vision behind it. It inspired people to think what's possible, and that made people do better work. It seemed to speak the same language we were speaking. It looked great. I think it was elegant. It was naturally where all the designers and all the image makers would go. The Mac for me is the tool to get my ideas out of my head and collaborate with people to explore fields that I couldn't otherwise. We were trying to use this machine in a really provocative and new way, and it was just really cool. Nobody else was doing it. This is what a pioneer looks like. Everything I do could be done in a much more interesting way using the Macintosh. All artists are like this. You, you give us a new paint box, and we're going to go crazy. We're not going to go to sleep. We're not going to go to eat. We're just going to go and play with this thing because it's inspiring. Now everyone uses this one piece of like remarkable, ubiquitous technology. I really never thought it would be this. Truly, worldwide democratization of creativity. The great power of tools like the Macintosh is precisely that you can't predict where they're going to go. The future of creation—it's really bringing people together and bringing ideas together. Nobody had any idea 30 years ago what the world was going to be like now, or how these tools were going to be used. They're interesting precisely because you don't know how they're going to be used tomorrow. And that's the beauty and the power of Macintosh. Oh, wasn't that a great video? It made my heart bleed. I, I hope not, because. Uh, a lot of the things they say in the video are just weird, like, this could only be possible with the Mac. And I don't, I just don't believe but that. We know that that's not true. Cause only, only Amiga could make makes it, it possible. possible. Yeah, that is true. Not only that, do you honestly believe that people have really used Macs as long as they say they have? Like, I don't really see computers as Well, did being... you see that old artsy bag? Just like, oh, I'm an artiste. No, so like... one of the things they say in that video is that, um, all of the uh, people who do design and, and the image creators, they the all audio, use Macs. Like, do you see the audio technician guy? Uh-huh. Yeah, like... Uh... No, I'm not saying that Macs aren't used for that. I'm just saying that it's not only just possible there. I mean, I'm using Windows and I'm producing this show, so technically it's possible. Yeah. Now, I do have a Mac in the house, so I guess I'm kind of cheating. Well, we you couldn't officially do your show notes without a Mac. I'm not doing it, though. Oh, it's, that's that's true. I know it is true. Wow. Yeah. Who would have thought? Uh, Max. Yeah. So yes, that that is all the news I have. Do you have any uh, any, any uh, sponsors? Uh, no sponsors this week. Any plugs? Um. Yes. Really? It's an unplug of your Aronkar charger, Majigger. <laughs> I firmly believe that firmware was added to my phone and broke the. Uh, Ability to use a standard, you know, American Chinese based 
Cable. Well, here's you what have I to use your Nokia Spanish Finnish junk. Here's what I say to that. Your accusation is completely hollow. You know, <laughs> when it transforms, it's going to be bad. I'll when tell it you, releases all of its ions to do its ultimate beam, <laughs> and it's going to beam you, and it's going to be bad. And it does uh, have a light built in, but that but, warranty will be expired. Okay, well, you you can unplug that all you want. I've used it on my phone and your phone when I had it as my phone hundreds of times. It works fine. Explain the travesty that transpired. You touched it last. <laughs> and that's always the worst thing about it. It always works fine when somebody else touches it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. wow. Either way, yeah. where can I find you on the internet? Well, before that, what are you doing next week? So I gave my two weeks notice. Oh, really? Yes, I did. Okay, so you start in three weeks then? Well, so I, I told them... So I, I, I talked to them a, a lot, and I have greatest news. Did I tell you that I won't be working in Egan? No, as I, I once I, feared. I, I didn't know. Well, do you know where Egan is? Not really. From here now, Suckfest to the south. Like, uh, <laughs> wow, it, it's it's a suburb. Like, there's like them cul-de-sacs and them curvy roads. Um, I'll be right next to the one and only Central, right on Concordia. So hopefully, oh, that's pretty I, good. Yes, that's the industrial you know that station. Area. Yeah, I love this area. I mean, I my heart bleeds for them. Is that so? No. Good. Um, regardless, I know where all the Domino's are in that area. Are there any in that area? I know how to get home. Oh, okay. Well then. Um, but no, um, so I, I was talking to the person, talking to the person, and I told the person I could start on the 10th, and then I haven't heard anything back. Okay. It's, so the, it's been like 30-ish hours. Maybe they just have to figure out where to put you and when to put you there. Well, I guess 30 hours isn't worthy to pa- panic about. Right. Um, but I for sure have the job. Good. Um, I can still get fired first day. I mean, that's that's still probable possibility, like... The people who expect me to carry the mailbag haven't seen how gargantuan girthy I am. Like girthy, uh, like uh, fat and round bellied. Wow, like uh, girthy, like too fat to carry a mailbag. <laughs> like we've been over this before. That is my chief concern. I, I know, position. I know it is. Oh, I don't think it's the mailbag. I think it's the uh, numerous finger usages that you must exercise during the day. According to your paperwork, you must know how to use your fingers or something. And operate a crane. Yes, you also need to operate a crane. Yeah. There are many strange things the post office needs you to do. Yeah, so I gave my boss my two weeks notice on the 23rd, which was a Thursday, and I'm not counting the rest of this week. And so I'll have two full weeks, and that will get me through rush. And so I might be getting 12-hour days in the That's next good. week. That's good. So dollar, dollar, dollars, buy an i5, um, upgrade the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing holding us back with that is you, uh, with your lack of ability to process a check. I, 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 I forgot so I yesterday. This... And the day before. No, no, no. You gave it to me on Wednesday night. Thursday was a I, bus. I, Friday was a bus. Well, I didn't go, I didn't have class on, on Friday because he just canceled it. So why would I leave my house? And then it snowed. So my mom didn't want to go anywhere. Oh, it makes sense. Uh, so that, that makes sense. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cash that document. Prep I, I will get around to it. So, um, what I'm doing next week is I have my first full week of class, so that'll be so exciting. Hopefully, I'll get an assignment so I cannot be bored. Yeah, there's, ar- on, there's already talk about closing school on Monday. You know how absurd that is? I heard they close school Thursday. Is that, is yeah, that my sister didn't have to go. That's eh, just crazy. Um, SPPS must hate this. Well, I hate Sylvia, so... That's okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah. she tweeted at like 4 o'clock, Oh, oh, school is on! Don't leave the house until you make sure your kid has left! And, uh, have... Awesome day in Bulgaria. And then at, uh, like six hours late, like two hours later, like, oh yeah, um, this is a different person. 
um, don't go to school. Yes. Well, um, it was cold, and uh, man, did did you know it was really cold? Like, so when but, I came home on Thursday, it was fine, but going in the morning it was far too chilly to be acceptable. Do you remember back at Murray Days? We stood for like over an hour. Yeah, at but that I don't think we would have stood there. About tech news. I don't, like it was just a blizzard. Remind you of anything? Yeah. Now wow. I don't think we would have. Yeah. Wow. Well, we did. Seven years later. <laughs> so I, I don't think uh, we would have stood there that long if it had been negative 37. So It was nice and snowy. It was pretty. Yes. So uh, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at methmitchell.com. I haven't been there in ages, and I hope you haven't because I'm sure it's outdated. And what about the Dream Guy place? Oh, that's how you send me an email. You can send me an email at uh, yourdreamguy at nexuslabs.org. And now, remember, there's a dash in there. Makes me dashing. That's right. Now, I also want to point out that last week you somehow escaped me asking you, where can we find you? And I touted it all throughout Pizza Consumption Day. Right, well, so you touted it during the fringe, and at which point I was editing said fringe. Did you? Ah! <laughs> and so what I did is I put a large note on the show notes document for the previous episode of At the Nexus, and you can see Matt's email address written out in very large letters, uh, in case you ever forget it. Now, and of course, you can find me just about everywhere, but especially on the Twitter, RyanMR, and of course on the Google+, Plus, which is where I frequently ponder questions to the universe, such as, where's Sam? And also, you know, questions about computer builds and show note quips. You did it. I did. I did do it. (sighs) Either way. Well, uh, that's all I have for this week. And that's all you get today. Okay, well. Have a good one. Have a good one. Well, now we just got to see who... Is making? Is it going to be Kyle again? I don't know. Is it going to be Eli? Who is it? I've never seen Eli before. <laughs> I hope that's not a name. Also, Sam wants to know if he's are drunk. You done, uh, are you done with your show? And I said, No, I'm not done with my show. You're still listening to it, right? Uh, listening. I'm living it. Come on, give me a name. Give me a name so we can end this crap. Everyone's at the edge of their seats trying to figure out who is going to be there. Here, we'll give you some sound to listen to. No, you won't. Oh, 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 no, 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 pipe me back in the no, line. No, I'm not piping anything. James! James, begin custom ordering my pizza at 10.35 p.m. Whoa. 113. <laughs> you know, I bought a fiddle just to give it away. Yeah, I believe that. I was there. Didn't work. No. I mean, how did anyone do it that isn't like a child? Like the the them things like well, you don't have fingers. You don't have precision with your hands. You got to say finesse because you always say I'm finesseless, and it sounds ridiculous. I've when you say never that. said you've called me finesseless. No, you've called me finesseless, and I know it. I mean, I might have thought that, and I oh, might've... you might have thought that, huh? And I might agree, but I've never said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You're the one who's saying this terrible stuff. Oh, it's horizontal. Horizontal. I have a. T- I, I feel like there's a trend. Like. Moto. Moto. Like, so the trend is tech news and then friends. Kitties, girls, and phones. <laughs> it's, it's an accurate representation of what I've been seeing. But you do understand it's true. Yes. I, oh. cer- I certainly do know that that 
is true. 